woman approached me just the other day. I lived in Washington, D.C. She began to say, they all sang, we shall overcome, back in 1964. Where did that all go now that it's needed even more? I thought I should have an answer. I think I should now too, but when I look around me now, I'm afraid I haven't a clue. With the country and the world sinking deeper in the mire. In this age of famine, flood and fire. Walking on the ashes through the toxic, hazy air past the chimneys, the only thing still standing there. Now if we think ahead, seven generations, what little might remain of what we call civilization. It was maybe damned to start with, but what a thing to comprehend, that you and I and our grandchildren may be the ones to watch it end. Now that it is past the time when it's only down to the wire, age of famine, flood, and fire. I used to marvel at the people going out and having fun. I wonder if they thought of all that which must be done. Now it's too late to join them in the ignorance and bliss. I'll just wonder as I watch them, might their children live like this? All the pot in California cannot numb the pain. And sometimes I try to figure out in the time that still remains, how would I spend the rest of it just fulfilling my desire? In this age of famine, flood, and fire, allow us all to live now that industry has robbed the earth of all it had to give maybe from the ashes new life will arise that will not be burdened by what i've witnessed with these eyes perhaps some global spring will be born out of the flood a great forest will grow up from somewhere beneath the mud but if i said i was an optimist then i would be a liar age of famine, flood, and fire. In this age of famine, flood, and fire. And that was David Rovix off the album Ballad of a Wobbly. That was famine, flood, and fire. State of California is in the midst of battling wildfires, uh, some of which have uh, claimed up to 50 lives, with a 1,000 people still missing from those wildfire areas. Uh, those fires have destroyed forests, homes, businesses, and taken lives. And not unexpectedly, the response by our federal government has been disastrous. So disaster on top of disaster, just like their inadequate response to the hurricane in Puerto Rico. Uh, Trump's response to the wildfires in California has been name-calling and victim-blaming. 
Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. You can find out back episodes at polyrical.com where you can also make a donation one time or recurring to help support this podcast. You can also follow Polyrical on Twitter or send me an email at polyrical at gmail.com. On top of the wildfires in California in the town of Thousand Oaks, there was another mass shooting a week or two ago. Um, the, the second or third major mass shooting in just a couple weeks in the United States, um, just like the one the prior month and the, the several before that. Seems there is uh, no end to how bad some of us can be to others. Here from the album Guns, the album is the uh, ensemble Guns singing American Gun. Guns are cheap, 
Really, really cheap when you buy them on the street. Yep. 24 cold, 45, 45, 4, AK 47, 47, 4 semi. Yes, sir. That make it accessible. Yes, sir. That make it suggestible when you don't need to pay a lot to take a shot. You shoot too, that's just inevitable. Pretty easy to participate. You selling guns, you selling weed. In my neighborhood, I look around, that's all I see. We all take a turn and pass it. It's worth the price. Everybody wants to ride. My gun is the village bike. My gun is the village bicycle. She been around the block. My gun is a village bicycle. She love getting caught. All over this town from the east to the west side. To the south side, fucking up niggas. Fall know my chopper been worldwide. Let's just say she got a loose trigger. Yeah. And that'll bring us to our topic of the episode. Topic of the episode for this episode is soldiers. And uh, we're taught to believe certain things about soldiers. We're taught to revere them and um, hold them in high esteem. But uh, when you think about what it is they do, what their job is ultimately... Um, to be trained to kill, then it's no wonder that uh, we are indoctrinated that the soldier is untouchable and unassailable and heroic. So what do we do? How do we uh, respond? How do we interact when we meet a soldier? Well, for so many, in especially the last five or ten years, the automatic response has become thank you for your service here's a little bit on that topic from james kelly we've all done it the moment we find out someone served in the military our faces light up we smile warmly extend our hand and say thank you for your service and most of us liberals and conservatives alike genuinely mean it as active duty USMC, I have to admit that when people thank me for my service, I feel awkward and a little uncomfortable. But why? Where does veterans' uneasiness come from? The first issue is that literally everyone says it. In fact, it is said so much that it has become to many vets an empty platitude, something you just say because it is politically correct. Heaven forbid you don't recognize the troops in a positive light. 
It's insane that veterans are placed on such a high pedestal today. You'd be a social outcast if you in any way disparaged our service. It's absurd. Time for a dose of truth. Not all veterans are heroes. Like any organization, we have our screw-ups, our opportunists, and people that joined for the wrong reasons. The simple psychology behind it is this. We don't feel like we did anything special. This is a universal feeling among veterans. I have yet to meet one who claims to have contributed more than any other individual in the global war on terror or Vietnam or any other conflict for that matter. We volunteered to do a job, got paid to do that job, and came home. Some veterans believe that saying thank you for your service is almost a way for civilians to massage away some of the guilt at not participating themselves. During a recent interview with the New York Times, Army veteran Michael Friedman feels like the thanks, quote, alleviates some of the civilian guilt, adding, they have no skin in the game with these wars. There's no draft, no real opinions either, he said. At least with Vietnam, people spit on you, and you knew they had an opinion. Thank you for your service is almost the equivalent of, I haven't thought about any of this. And when I hear, uh, thank you for your service, and when I um, think about the instance in which people say that, I, I'm not compelled to say it. I, I'm, I'm compelled to say, I'm sorry. I'm compelled to say I'm sorry that the rest of us didn't fight hard enough to prevent you from being sent to kill or be killed. I'm sorry that you're put in that situation. Yes, true. The, the army of today and the soldiers of today are volunteers. They make choices and they have to live with the choices they make that is on them. But uh, I think that we can all do better to prevent wars from happening and prevent people from being put in these situations. So kicking off our soldier set, this is Billy Bragg off the album Back to Basics. This is Like Soldiers Do. Fighting the grey eyes, fighting the tears. Arm to the teeth, through all the words reaching all the years. I advanced across a poppy field. I saw the gleam as you raised your shield. Love screamed down with the sun behind its back. Our fathers were all soldiers. Should we be soldiers too? Soldiers burn. Nothing is clear in this tactical unclear war. I can't be bothered to find out what we're fighting for. No one can win this war of the senses. I see no reason to drop my defenses. I stand fast, my emotions rally round my shaking heart. We're all 
Tell me how hungry are you, how weak you must feel As you are living here alone and you are never revealed But I won't march again on your battlefield And he took her to the window to see And the sun, it was gold, though the sky it was gray And she wanted more than she ever could say but she knew how it frightened her and she turned away and would not look at his face again. And he said, I want to live as an honest man, to give all I deserve and to give all I can, and to love a young woman who I don't understand. Your Highness, your ways are very strange. The crown it had fallen And she thought she would break And she stood there Ashamed of the way Her heart ached And she took him to the doorstep And she asked him to wait She would only be a moment Inside And out in the distance Her order was heard And the soldier was killed Still waiting for her word And while the queen Went on strangling in the solitude she preferred. The battle continued on. was Suzanne Vega off her self-titled debut album. That song was The Queen and the Soldier. It was common in the lead-up to the second U.S.-Iraq war for people to question each other, do you support the troops? And it was anathema to say, no, I don't support the troops. But that's where I stand. I have very complex feelings about uh, about war and about murder. Um, well, maybe they're not all that complex. I'm against them. Almost, almost inevitably in every single instance am I against them. I oppose the troops. The, what are the troops? The troops are units of people, groups of people, trained to kill other people. Where is the humanity? I don't support the troops. I support humanity in so much as an individual soldier does things and performs actions that are humane. I support that. Insofar as any action taken by a soldier, by someone in the military, or by anyone, by a civilian, by anyone, that is not humane, is is there to injure, to murder, to kill. I oppose that deeply and wholeheartedly and unabashedly. So when you when you talk about the troops, you need to be more specific because I think it's it's ridiculous and it's painful. 
that we follow the blind teaching to support the troops. Of course, we're indoctrinated to support the troops. The troops are doing awful and horrendous and atrocious things in many, many, many instances. And we should never support those things. It is only through indoctrination and force and peer pressure that we delude ourselves that these are positive and upright and righteous things that the troops are doing. And when the troops do occasionally do, when the soldiers, when the military personnel do occasionally do uh, righteous things, then yes, they deserve our support. But overall, in general, that the, the goal and the purpose of the military in the U.S. is offensive. It's called the Defense Department. We have not needed to defend ourselves with our military since Pearl Harbor was attacked. Yeah, the World Trade Center was attacked, but it wasn't attacked by an army. It wasn't attacked by another government. It was attacked in a terrorist situation and needed to be dealt with for sure. But that is not the type of military action. The action that we took against Iraq and Afghanistan did nothing, nothing whatsoever to uh, stop, halt, or slow down the hatred that those types of actions engender in those people that hate us. George W. Bush said, why do they hate us? Uh, after 9-11, and he said they hate us because of our freedom, and that's BS. They hate us because we oppress people with our military, and it needs to stop. Here is Phil Oaks from Tape from California. This is White Boots Marching in a Yellow Land. The pilot's playing poker in the cockpit of the plane The casualties are rising like the dropping of the rain And a mountain of machinery will fall before a man When your white boots marching in a yellow land it's written in the ashes of the village towns we burn. It's written in the empty beds of fathers unreturned. And the chocolate in the children's eyes will never understand when your white boots marching in a yellow land. Red blow the bugles of the dawn. Morning has arrived, you must be gone. And the lost patrol chase their chattered souls like old horse following tired army. Train them well, the men who will be fighting by your side, and never turn your back. If the battle turns the tide For the colors of a civil war Are louder than commands When your white boots marching in a yellow land Blow them from the forest And burn them from your side 
tie their hands behind their backs and question through the night. But when the firing squad is ready, they'll be spitting where they stand at the white boots marching in a yellow land. Red glow the bugles of the dawn. The morning has arrived, you must be gone. And the lost patrol chase the chartered souls like old. Following tired army The comic and the beauty queen Are dancing on the stage Raw recruits are lining up Like coffins in a cage Oh, we're fighting in a war we lost Before the war began We're the white boots marching in a yellow land And the lost patrol Chase the chartered souls Like old horses Following tired army
Metallica off of Master of Puppets. That was Disposable Heroes. No one is disposable. No one should be thought of as disposable. Labeling people, naming people, calling people disposable is what helps uh, our military leaders train our soldiers to kill. You have to dehumanize your enemy in order to be able to slaughter them. Here are a few words from Utah Phillips. This is from the album I've Gotta Know, and the track is called The Violence Within. I spend a lot of time these days going to demonstrations and vigils talking to people who support the war. It can be pretty threatening, but I always find there are people there, and I don't mean policemen, but there are people there who will protect you. I don't go there to shout or to lecture, but to ask questions. Real questions. Questions I really need answers to. When I joined the Army, it was kind of like somebody that I had been brought up to respect, wearing a suit and a tie, maybe a little older, in my neighborhood. Think about yourself in your neighborhood and this happening to you. He walked up to me, put his arm around my shoulder and said, See that fellow on the, on the corner there? He's really evil and has got to be killed. Now, you trust me, you'll go do it for me, won't you? The reasons are a little complicated, but uh, I won't bother to explain, but you go and do it for me, will you? Well, if somebody did that to you in your neighborhood, you'd think it was foolish. You wouldn't do it. Well, what makes it more reasonable to do it on the other side of the world? That's one question. Well, now hook it into this. If I was to go down into the middle of your town and bomb a house and then shoot the people coming out in flames, the newspapers would say, homicidal maniac. The cops would come and they'd drag me away. They'd say, you're responsible for that. The judge would say, you're responsible for that. The jury would say, you're responsible for that. And they would give me the hot squad or they'd put me away for years and years and years, you see? But now exactly the same behavior, sanctioned by the state, could get me a medal and elected to Congress. Exactly the same behavior. I want the people I'm talking to to reconcile that contradiction for themselves and for me. The third question, well, I take that one a lot to peace people. There's a lot of moral ambiguity going on around here. Peace people who say, well, 
we got to support the troops that wear the yellow ribbon and wrap themselves in the flag, say we don't want what happened to the Vietnam vets to happen to these vets when they come home, people getting spit on. Well, I think it's terrible to spit on anybody. I think that's a consummate act of, of violence. And I, it's a terrible mistake, and I'm really sorry that happened. But what did happen? Son Mai happened. My lie happened. The defoliation of a country happened. Tons of pesticides happened. 30,000 MIAs in Vietnam happened. And it unhinged some people, made them real mad. And what really, really made them mad was the denial of personal responsibility, saying, I was made to do it, I was told to do it, I was doing my duty, I was serving my country. Well, we've already talked about that. Now, it is morally ambiguous to wrap yourself in the flag and wear those ribbons. And it borders on moral cowardice. I don't mean to sound stern. Well, yes, I do. But what, did the, what does the Nuremberg Declaration say? There's no superior order that can cancel your conscience. Nations will be judged by the standard of the individual. Look, the president makes choices. The Congress makes choices, the chief of staff makes choices, the officers make choices. All those choices percolate down to the individual trooper with his finger on the trigger, the individual pilot with his thumb on the button that drops the bomb. If that trigger doesn't get pulled, if that button doesn't get pushed, all those other choices vanish as though they never were. They're meaningless. So what is the critical choice? What is the one that we've got to think about and get to? And friends, if that trigger gets pulled, if that button gets pushed and that drop bomb falls, and you say, I support the troops, you're an accomplice. I don't want to be accomplice, do you? And I don't want to dehumanize anyone. I don't want to take away anybody's humanity. Humans are able to make moral decisions, moral ethical decisions. When we tell the trooper who pulls the trigger or the soldier who turns the wheel that releases oil into the Persian Gulf that they're not responsible, just following orders, just doing their duty, have no choice, bypassing them, making them a part of the machine, we deny them their humanity their responsibility for their actions and the consequences of those actions. Look, I've been a soldier. I don't want any moral loophole. I need to take personal responsibility for my actions. And if we don't learn how to do this, we're going to keep on going to war again and again and again. Well, a final question. When I'm at these war support demonstrations, the question I ask most is, you think that people on the other side of the world need to be killed on the strength of voices coming out of a box. Sounds pretty silly when you put it that way, doesn't it? I want to know from the person standing in front of me, what part of you is responding to those voices? Can you tell me? What makes you feel that way? Who in you are those voices talking to? Who's really answering and why? I hear those voices. I have those feelings. The violence is in me, too. The artist of the episode for this episode is Joan Baez. Joan Baez is an American singer, songwriter, musician, and activist whose contemporary folk music often includes songs of protest or social justice. 
Baez has performed publicly for over 60 years, releasing over 30 albums. Fluent in Spanish and English, she has also recorded songs in at least six other languages. And while she is a fantastic songwriter herself, she also does a lot of cover songs, interpreting other composers' work like Bob Dylan, the Allman Brothers, Beatles, Jackson Brown, Woody Guthrie, Pete Seeger, etc. Joan Baez has had an amazing long career um, fighting for social justice of all types, uh, for covering many, many causes over her long career. Among the many causes that Joan Baez has fought for over her lifetime is uh, civil rights. Um, early in Baez's career, she became uh, a prominent proponent of civil rights among musicians. Um, she performed the song We Shall Overcome, the civil rights song written by Pete Seeger and Gary Carawan, at the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, uh, famously the march that um, Martin Luther King spoke eloquently at. Um, in addition, she recorded the song Birmingham Sunday, which was written by her brother-in-law, Richard Farina. Uh, it was, uh, that song was used in the opening of Spike Lee's documentary Four Little Girls about the four young victims killed in 1963 at the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. And that's the first song we're going to hear from Joan Baez. Here is Birmingham Sunday. Come round by my side and I'll sing you a song I'll sing it so softly it'll do no one wrong On Birmingham Sunday the blood ran like wine And the choir kept singing of freedom That cold I saw the sun And Daddy May Collins Her number was one In an old Baptist church There was no need to run And the choir kept singing Of freedom The clouds, they were dark And the autumn wind blew they knew and the choir kept singing of freedom the church it was crowded and no one could see that Cynthia Wellesley's dark number was three her prayers and her feelings would shame The choir kept singing of freedom. Young Carol Roberts 
that was Fishing off of the album Gone from Danger. And here is what uh, Joan Baez had to write on her website. After nearly a year on the road, I came back to California to wrap up the tour in my home state just as massive wildfires erupted in several areas, causing widespread devastation. I wrote the following statement to read at the final concerts. There is no such thing as a slow burn now, only lightning-fast destruction and the residue of floating ash. The haze is real. It is ash-filled smoke, blanketing a good portion of the state of California. This is our Armageddon, and now on the heels of thousands of firefighters who put their lives on the line, it's we who must be the fire brigade. No one will appear on the clouds of glory to deliver us. We must be the fire brigade. First, I want to honor the terrible losses, lives, people's homes, their dreams, their trees, gardens, bicycles, toys, goldfish, and pet lizards, all their treasures, and all of the animals, wild and not wild, birds, insects, and the smallest of living things, all essential to the thriving of the human race. Let's honor all of that. We are the Fire Brigade. Now is the time to be our brother's and sister's keeper. Now is the time to feed the hungry and clothe the naked. Now is the time to love. And in spite of the ashes, haze, chaos, and sorrow, now is the time to take on the larger forces of darkness. As a Californian, I pride myself in being a part of a forward-thinking state. Here we understand not only the devastation, but the only cause of the devastation we can do anything about. The truth is, the world is heating up. The lie is that everything will be fine. The only way we can fight a world on fire from this wounded democracy is by creating a mass movement from the grassroots up. That means walking the talk. That means taking risks. That means finding the right organization to help you resist evil. That means going to your forward-thinking legislator and saying, yes, I'll stand behind that, and ignoring all the so-called leaders who have betrayed you. That means talking to your kids about truth and lies and about the Parkland High School student movement and about how they can have a movement too. That means putting empathy and compassion back into the dialogue and into practice. Gandhi said organized nonviolent action is no more than organized love. So you here tonight, by the grace of God and the accident of your birth, make a promise to yourselves and your families that you will not sit out this firestorm. You will take the leap of faith of your lifetime and then be true to your promise and to yourself. Do it for the children so they have a possibility of a good life. We are the Fire Brigade. Together, we can create an unstoppable force for good. We need only begin.
And Joan Baez has a new album called Whistle Down the Wind. The final two tracks from the Joan Baez set are from that new album. This is The Great Correction. Down in the corner of ruin and grace I'm growing weary of the human race I hold my lamp up in everyone's face Looking for an honest man Everyone's tied to the turnwheel Everyone's hiding from the things they feel The truth's so hard it just don't seem real The shadows across this land People around here don't know what it means To suffer at the hands of the American dream They turn their backs on the grisly scenes Traced to the privileged sons Well, they got their gun and they got their guns They got their armies and the chosen ones But we'll all be burning in the same big sun When the great correction comes Down through the ages Lovers of the mystery Bring sand people Let your love light shine Poets and sages All through history Say the light burns bright Start of something new when the great correction comes.
by the deep water where the sweet lilies stand I saw pretty Polly a ring in her hands And the song that she sang made the whole world ring My Billy has left me to fight for a king And I wish the wars were all I stood in the banks to hear what she said I'll follow my Billy whether living or dead The notes that she sang were the nightingale notes How the lark and the linnet they warble their throats And I wish the wars were all Stay with me I'll make you as happy As happy can be Oh no, then she said That never can be I'll never be happy Till my Billy I see And I wish the wars were all up the Joan Baez set that was I wish the wars were all over from Joan's newest album whistle down the wind here is Eugene Chadbourne I once had an album I found at a yard sale Eugene Chadbourne with the violent femmes had some fantastic songs on it and Hope to come across that album again someday and share some of that music with you. But here from the album I Talked to Death in Stereo, this is Don't Happy, Be Worry. Here's a little song from Istria. Customs man, police, Interpol. Each way of Istria. Don't have 
some Catholics, Buddhists, and Jews, they all want to destroy before you. Don't have to be one. Yugoslavia was my country, one I always choose. Everything changed. for use. That's the real joke. Don't have to be worried. Don't happy be And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. Remember, you can email me at polyrical at gmail.com. You can follow at Polyrical on Twitter. And you can support this podcast by making a monthly pledge or a one-time pledge at polyrical.com. So as I exit this episode, the final song you're going to hear is from the Tell Us the Truth tour and the Tell Us the Truth compilation album. This is an ensemble piece and a cover song. This is Time Has Come Today. Thanks for listening.
one. Every cop is a corrupt one. When I'm a catch up in a trust one. Every cat with a gap with a bus one. Every guest with a plus one. Every kid I'm in a penitent. So every tribe man is innocent. Time search should be the sin span. Everybody wanna hit a lick. Everybody y'all is getting pimped. Every time I spin a fiddle rip, every cancer is a homicide, every pole's been a running high, every human is a pin of black, every bitch got a pin of crack, every virgin from the cardiac, every search is involuntary, every inmate won't commentary, every break don't is commentary, every broke motherfucker finna form a game, but we come and take it every day. Time has come today, time young heart to go their way, time can't put it off another day. Tell us the truth today. Yeah. Back on the Cadillac. Every mark when they spill a back. Every knock when I hit a crack. In a park or a Pontiac. Every little sinner to the rent. Well, every roach is a resident. Every truth ain't evident. Every slave boy president. Every uprising consequence. Every coming be so sweet. Every banker is a fucking thief. Everybody better holler with me. Every king need a dollar fifty. Every crime gotta do with petty. Every criminal is rich already. Every landlord got a complex. Every single is a bomb threat. Every seller may I hate my verse. Everybody they gon' get it first. Every broke motherfucker feel for my game. When we come, we take it every time. Time has come today. Time for young hearts to go their way. Time can't put it off another day. Tell us the truth.